Iowa everywhere. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Cyclone Sundays with Ben Bruns, powered by Kelderman Manufacturing. From the Channel Seat Studios, this is Iowa Everywhere. Welcome, Cyclone Sundays, presented by Kelderman Manufacturing from the Channel Seat Studios. I'm Aiden Wyatt, joined as always by Ben Bruns. Brunzy. Iowa State offense exercise some demons yesterday. How we feeling? <laughs> yeah, put some points on the board and a whole bunch of yards. And uh, you know, um, it was it was hard to watch for a period of time. But um, in the third quarter of this game, Iowa State really figured out the thing that you know we've been talking about this whole season, which is you got to have some backside action of some kind that holds the defense and makes them uh, makes them stay on the backside and. You know, um, that play action game with a little bit of boot uh, to the backside, all of a sudden cracked the game wide open for Iowa State. And, you know, really um, the last play of the game for Iowa State offensively is a play call I love um, where, you know, they ran backside naked bootleg um, away from, uh, you know, the the run fake. Problem was there were two guys backside, right? And uh, you got a freshman tight end out there trying to block and decide which of those two guys to take and how to take them. And we didn't execute on that. But, you know, I love the fact that we're forcing the defense to stay honest on the backside. Um, but there's a whole lot to to improve uh, from a run game perspective. I know fans are are frustrated. Obviously, I was uh, communicating with a number of you all as, uh, as the game was going on via Twitter. And... Uh, you know, it, it's it's hard. Um, you know, I'll go to the 11-10 mark in the first quarter. Iowa State has, and, and you know, I'm only going to talk about one specific play because I think this is emblematic of everything that we're uh, that we're dealing with right now. Um, you know, 11-10 in the first quarter. If you if you recorded the game, you can turn it on. You can see what I'm talking about. Okie State comes out with uh, a box that, you know, is perfect for us. They, they, uh, it's a run um, sort of look. And Iowa State checks to the run. And, um, and we got a good matchup all the way across. We got a guy outside of uh, the right tackle, Miller. We got a guy outside of Triber, uh, uh, Tiber at, at right guard. Um, the nose is backside. And so, you know, you can scoop block that thing up to the linebacker. Um, there's no linebacker in that on the front side of the, of the play. So you got two man blocks, uh, on the front side, um, Sama's in it running back and, and, uh, a good look on the backside to be able to get everybody cut off. Um, this Okie state defensive line, number one, they're physically talented. Number two, they, they move a lot. You know, they don't just play the gap that they line up in. They, they have freedom to play whatever gap that they want. And in this case, they both of those guys on the defensive left side, our right side, rock inside. So the defensive end, you would think, has contain, right? But he doesn't. He, he comes inside 
um, and and so does uh, the defensive tackle. And in our man blocks, um, we start off with a good step, but then we overcommit to the outside and get beat inside with both of those uh, both of those guys rocking. And you know this stuff takes a long time, Aiden. It takes a long time to figure out like like to execute this technique. Um, Bruce Lee once said, I'll, I would much rather uh, fight somebody who has done uh, 10,000 different kicks than somebody who did 10, that one kick 10,000 times, right? Mm-hmm. And my experience is you need one kick 10,000 times if you're going to run zone really effectively. You need to know how to do those steps like it's automatic every time. And when that guy rocks inside, you don't have to try and kill him, but you do got to get a piece of him. And here's the other thing I saw on that play. Sama gets the handoff out of the shotgun and he presses a half a step or maybe one full step toward the, the right side of the formation. If you're really going to run zone well as a running back, you've got to press the line of scrimmage, right? You got to, you got to make the defense feel like you're going to get the edge on them. And then that allows the offensive line to set up into those blocks better. If he presses that thing farther, like toward the outside hip of the guard, which is the the running track that you try to have uh, those guys take, now now the blocks that the offensive line are trying to make set up perfectly because he could have bounced that thing outside. Now we still got three yards on the play because he he hauled it up in there, you know, and um, and we got uh, you know we got positive yardage, but there's just a handful. Like it's one guy, one play. One guy, another play. And these are things that um, I believe are being coached well at this point. But they're just, we haven't had the reps that it takes to get really good at it. And, you know, it shows up in plays like that. <clears throat> so people get frustrated. But guess what? In the third and fourth quarter of this game, now Iowa State starts to attack the backside of the of the defense. The defense has to stay a little bit uh, home on the backside. And now we're able to fit those blocks better and, and execute better and, um, and put points on the board, you know, and it looks like you're stealing at times, but um, that's what it has to look like, right? If, if you're going to commit to the run, the defense is going to commit to the line of scrimmage. You've got to be able to beat them with play action deep uh, in different settings. Yeah. Let's stick with the run game here. I want to highlight Eli Sanders, 15 carries 64 yards and his first career touchdown. I think, uh, talking to Rob Gray in the press box on his touchdown run. And we both agreed that that was a top three run of his career. Not because it was flashy. It wasn't anything crazy, but the way that he was patient, he kind of got it, waited, and then yep. found the hole bouncing outside and scored. And that's kind of how we've seen Iowa state running backs be successful with Brees Hall, Dave Montgomery, guys like that. They're not necessarily hitting the hole a thousand miles an hour. They're just right. kind of waiting behind the line and then bouncing it outside uh, what did you like from Eli Sanders yesterday? Well, so I, I liked, I saw Eli pressing the line of scrimmage harder than uh, than the other backs. Cartavius does a pretty good job of that too. Um, but, you know, Eli kind of floated a little bit and then he popped uh, to the outside. And, you know, on that play, um, the the nose guard was upfield super hard, right? And um, Jim Bonfoss, the, the uh, center, ended up giving up penetration of that nose guard, but the job. So if you're in a man block and that guy's going to play the gap super hard, right? 
and, and I've got to try and get my head to his play side number. And he wants to just keep running to the sideline. That's okay. I'm going to let you run to the sideline, but I'm going to drive you as hard and as fast as I possibly can out so that there's a distortion in the defense. We're trying to create a distortion. It doesn't really matter what it looks. It doesn't have to be perfect and pretty. You know, you'd love for that distortion to be like vertical, right? But it happened a lot uh, in my career where that nose is playing that gap super hard. And um, if I put my head here and he runs, man, I'm going to run him down the line of scrimmage and I'm going to run him out of play. Ask Ryan Harkla how many times I ran him out of the play uh, in, in practice because Hark would play that gap super hard. That was his job, right? But if you're going to do that, we're going to run to the sideline and the back's going to cut in underneath us. And, and um, Sanders was patient enough to wait for that to happen. And then all of a sudden he could cut it under that block. Um, and everybody else on the front side had a good, had a good seal and they had fit in well. Um, here's one of the other things that I've observed about our offensive line this season. And people are frustrated because it's like, uh, we either fit in or we don't. You know, and, and so that makes these misses really bad. Like <laughs> you watch when we miss, we miss bad. But I'll tell you what, I would take that a thousand times over, you know, standing up and positioning ourselves and trying to, you know, like dance with a guy, which is what we did for the last several years. So one of the things that Ryan Clanton has these guys doing is coming off with a lower uh, trajectory and getting off the ball harder. Right. And so if I'm sorry, can't help myself. We're on video this time. I get to do this stuff. So if, if I'm going this way and uh, and all my energy is up like this and I'm just positioning with somebody. Right. I'm never going to get good movement. But if I but if I'm if my and I'm going to go to the extreme of this, if my head's down and I'm coming off super hard through a spot. I'm going to get through that spot. The balance point that our guys haven't figured out yet is this idea of you have to have your head up, but your chest low and your, and your body down as you go through that spot. So bang, I'm here, right? My head's up, my chest and everything. I'm still down in a good position to strike, but I can drive through the spot and deal with that movement. And I think once, once we get good at that, which takes time, um, this is going to be a much more effective offensive line because you can actually move people through the, the, point of contact um, when you're coming off lower and harder. I love how we're getting off the ball. We just have to figure out how to get those steps right with our head up, with the ability to react. Our second step at times is a little bit long. Should we flip to the defensive side? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I would say, I believe, broke an 18-game streak of uh, not allowing 400 yards, gave up 409 yesterday. Is that more about Oklahoma State or is that more about Iowa State, you think? Um, well, you said something as we were, as we we're getting the show started, you talked about Mike Gundy, you know, uh, having a, an answer for this defense, uh, in a lot of ways. Um, I think that's a great observation. I think, um, I saw a couple things that, that were atypical of Iowa state's defense yesterday. There were times where alley players lost contain. And we saw that a little bit in, in the, uh, Ohio game too, uh, backed up in the second quarter, um, Ohio popped a bunch of plays to the right where we just didn't contain it well enough. And, you know, normally um, our safeties and corners are coming downhill and, and taking that thing away. Um, but that, that run support in the alley uh, at times wasn't, wasn't good. And that's what happened on the long run. 
And that's what happened on the quarterback run uh, on the on the scoring drive that uh, OSU had early in the game. They got that figured out. They got it worked out better uh, as the game went on. You know, the long pass um, with the running back out of the backfield covered by a linebacker, that's just recognition, right? You know, somebody on the safety side should have should have widened out in, and, uh, you know, taken uh, at least helped with that. Uh, so you're not man out there. Um, but again, good job by uh, the opposing coaching staff, right? Gundy's guys saying, look, this is what Iowa State does. This is how they'll play it. So here's what we're going to do. This is a matchup we like, and, and we're going to go get it. I felt like, um, you know, Tampa having that interception at the end of the game uh, was, a, was a really fitting way to close a day where, you know, he probably would look back at it and say that wasn't my best game. Um, but man, players make plays when, when things are on the line and that fourth down was as real as any. And so to get that interception, uh, ice the game, it's a big time. Absolutely. So looking ahead to next week, I would say travels to Norman, potentially the last time I would say ever travels to Norman. Who knows? Yeah. Do you have a little bit of confidence now? I think it's going to be really hard. And I, and, you know, I say that because I think this, um, I think this, OU defense is pretty doggone good. Um, and, you know, I think their offense is much more functional than a year ago. Um, I don't know how good they really are, but, you know, I, I, I think Iowa State's offense um, has got to be productive and has got to stay on the field in order for Iowa State to have a chance to win this game. And, um, you know, if the defense is out there all day and, and there's tons of pressure on them and we're flipping the field and we're, you know, um, we're, we're getting good uh, field position because of punts. This OU offense is good enough to move it and put the pressure on Iowa State's defense. So to me, this is all about Iowa State's offense versus OU's defense. And, you know, OU likes to move. They like to bring guys in pressure. Um, you know, I, I think uh, this offensive line and, and uh, tight end room will have another uh, challenge today or, or this this week. Um, but, man, what what – what nice uh, work out of that wide receiver room, right? And having Jalen back and, and having him play really well. Um, you know, you think about uh, Jackson with a couple of really, really good plays um, set up by the run game and, and that action. And then Rocco, I mean, 178 quarterback rating, um, 378 yards, um, you know, three touchdowns, like no interceptions, that, that young man is playing football. And, you know, um, we, we don't have a running quarterback running the read, but we have a, a really good passing quarterback who can pass on the move. Um, and we're adjusting to try and hold the backside of defenses and make them uh, punish them when they sell out against the run. And, you know, um, I think OU will gamble a little bit at times. And that may may burn us, um, but I just think uh, I'm super impressed with how Rocco is playing, and um, you know it's obvious to see what the what the staff um, you know has seen in him, and um, you know there were comparisons yesterday uh, to Purdy, uh, and and you know I think that's super fair based on the moxie and the focus um, and the management of situations that that he's done. Yeah, and I think uh, going back, 
Iowa State playing complimentary football is huge. I mean, the first example that we really saw was, uh, I think it was Daniel Jackson's second touchdown, where Oklahoma State loaded the box and ran a cover zero. Daniel Jackson's yep. wide open over the middle. Like, yep, that's exactly how you need to do it. So, yeah, you're exactly right. Forward to. And and you know, uh, if if uh, you know if a guy slips and falls down, right, bang, you're you're done. Mm-hmm. It's a, you know, you got him right. So. If they're pressing like that, you've got a chance uh, to make big plays. And, um, you know, really exciting to see us execute in those situations. You think about there were a number of passes that Bowman uh, overthrew in that game uh, where they were in similar situations, right? Rocco put them on the money. And to me, you know, as a freshman versus a senior, um, we're pretty fortunate. So um, I I like it. And, uh, you know, uh, man, it feels good to get a win. Absolutely. Any last thoughts before we get out of here? Well, I just think, um, you know, I don't think we can stress enough. And and I found myself falling into this trap uh, some as well. Um, this is a super young team. It's a super young team. And, you know, um, our concepts and what we're doing aren't different than what others have done for a long time, Right. Defenses have been playing to defend the spread for a long time, right? They, they understand read looks. They, so you have to execute, right, in order to get this going. And, um, you know, I like uh, seeing Brandon Black um, at right guard, you know, freshman um, in there playing. Um, I think this offensive line is going to continue to get better as the season goes on. And if we can be patient you know, the road gets harder for sure. Much, much harder. I don't think that OSU team's very good, which, you know, is a little bit of a surprise to me. I, I was shocked um, in, in a lot of ways how far they have dropped off. Um, but, you know, everything goes in cycles. And it's people need to understand that this is a young Iowa State football team. Lost a bunch of folks who had experience, right, preseason. Um and we all have dismissed that mentally because it doesn't matter at this point, but it is real. So um, we got to be patient. Um, they're going to continue to get better. I, I have a ton of faith in the staff to, to continue to improve. I think, um, I think we should, we will be shocked at the game. The Iowa state defense plays next week. I think they will be absolutely incredible. Um because I think they're going to spend all week mad about what happened this week. And uh, uh, a really motivated and angry John Heacock is, is a, uh, a dangerous you know. man. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. So uh, I, I think if this Iowa State offense can, can fit into those blocks and can press the line of scrimmage and can, you know, um, you know, execute on the backside, uh, it, it, it it's going to be um, it may be a feast and famine kind of season offensively, right? There may be uh, hard to put together long drives all the time. Um, and punting isn't necessarily a bad thing, but we need first downs and we got 20 of them in the game. Um, you know, coach Lonious used to say 20 first downs wins your football game. And uh, we haven't done that in a couple of weeks. So um, that's a big deal. And a couple of explosive plays um, go do that next week you got a great chance to win. Absolutely. Great analysis always from you, Ben. Thank you for Thanks, your time. Man. 
Uh, we now send it to our channel season of the week, Joe Hora. Okay, we now welcome in to the Channel Seeds studios from Channel Seeds, my man Joe Hora. This is Cyclone Sunday presented by Keller Manufacturing. Joe, I would say it finally had some things go their way. How are we feeling? You know, I'm feeling really good. Um, I'd say like six hours ago, I was thinking this game wasn't even going to go on. Just looking at the uh, looking at the radar and uh, my wife and I, we went to it and, and we were thinking, ah, maybe we'll get through the first half and this thing might get rained out. So we really lucked out. The weather was great. Um, the atmosphere was really solid in, in, in Jack Trice today. Um, a lighter crowd, um, I, I would say, just because maybe the weather and some other things with our team. But um, overall atmosphere was really good. And, you know, right away we got down seven nothing. And I think that's like the best thing that could have happened. Um, we, the, the intensity had to pick up and just this sense of urgency on the offense. I mean, it was go time. Um, and I think our, our offensive coordinator, uh, Nate Shieldhouse, I think he, he opened things up. I love seeing how Rocco saw the field. His vision was there. He was efficient, 300 yards passing 75%, um, completion rate. Um, and you know, I, 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 this is too early to say this, but he's got a little bit of Brock Purdy in him his awareness in the, in the, you know, in the pocket, um, you know, he had some pressure, but I think our offense line did a really good job again with pass protection, but his awareness is good for being a true freshman. I think we got to realize he's truly a true freshman or I'm sorry, redshirt freshman um, in, in being a quarterback. I think that's just, uh, I think he's showing that awareness and, and a little bit of Brock Purdy in him. Um, some call outs I would have just, on the offense um, is, is obviously Jalen Noel, probably his best game at Iowa state. Um, where we really spread it out. A ton of receivers caught the ball, uh, multiple tight ends. It's nice to see Eli Sanders get into the game. He hit the, hit the holes really, really hard. Um, obviously our run game, we, we got a lot of work to do there, but mm -hmm. I, I started to spread things out, um, man, at the end of the game, we even saw some running um, opportunities and just some success in the, in the running game, getting to the edge. So, Shout out Eli Sanders. Um, you know, the right guard, Brendan Black, um, true freshman uh, at right guard. I think that's something also we need to have a call out. I mean, it's it's hard for us to recruit absolutely offensive linemen that can come in and start right away. And, and I don't know what he's going to be doing um, for the rest of the year there at right guard, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, defense, secondary, um, I got to give them a call out. I think we, we see them continue to be the strength on our team. We have a few injuries going on, but um, a lot of different guys coming in and playing. We've got some injuries going on. I think we've got some things to figure out. We're giving up too many big plays. Um, but yeah, bro, Bo Freiler, Cooper, TJ Tampa, these guys are all, I mean, studs. They're making, and we talked earlier before we started, um, they're, they're making a lot of solo tackles, good or bad. Our secondary is making a lot of tackles. So um, overall, a, a darn good day. Glad we're one and zero the Big Twelve, and we've got first some place in the Big Twelve. Love yeah, we're first place in the Big Twelve. <laughs> um, and I'm watching the Iowa game right now as we speak, and I'll probably have to tune into some other Big Twelve games. But uh, yeah, we're one and zero. Can't can't complain. Absolutely. So looking ahead, how do you feel about Iowa State's chances to? You know, this was kind of the first game that we've seen the offense. Something. Yeah, you know, uh, we, we opened it up and, and I, I don't think we're ever going to be able to run the ball uh, with true success um, until we start getting these defenses to loosen up a little bit um, that we have to continue to have that passing thread. And if, if Rocco's 
thrown 75% completion rate, thrown for 300 plus yards, these defenses are going to have to, they're going to have to play that. And, and hopefully it opens up some things for the running game. So um, I think our defense will get things back together. We got to get everybody healthy. Um, our defense will keep us in a lot of games uh, next week and Norman um, it's going to be a challenge. They're obviously we've got a very talented team might be the last time we go to Norman too. Um, so True, maybe, yeah. there'll, maybe there'll be some energy there um, knowing that it's probably the last time we go there. So I, I think we're going to be competitive. Um, it's hard to put a, put a number on how many wins we're going to have, but mm. uh, it's nice to have a team that's, that's still playing hard. And I don't think right. they've lost locker room at all. All right. Anything else? Any final thoughts here? You know, the last thing I'd say is just shout out to Daniel Jackson, the wide receiver, two touchdowns, uh, six, I'm just looking, six uh, receptions, 90 yards. I mean, that guy with the transfer portal we have today probably could have went and started somewhere else. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's pretty cool. He's a registered junior sticking around. I always thought he was going to be a stud when he first came here. I think he still can be. So it's awesome to see that. So last thing I got is is we're, we're in the fall swing of things. So everybody be safe and and uh, let's go Cyclones. Yeah, thank you for your time, Joe. This is fun as always, just getting to pick your brain a little bit uh, after the game. This has been Cyclone Sundays presented by Keller Manufacturing from the Channel Seed Studios. We'll see you next time. Iowa everywhere.